1: What up? What up? Welcome back to the sneaker history podcast. My name is Nick Engvall and I'm with my guys, Mike and Robbie to talk about some sneakers. What's going on, fellas? How are you doing?
2: Yo, not too much, man. I'm just happy to be here to get down with some, some sneaker talk.
3: Greetings and salutations. <laughs> uh, that, that reminds me, I, I, uh,
1: I just walked past a TV that had elf on and I just like my favorite greeting of all time, But the elf, what's your favorite color?
2: It's about that time of year. So it's
1: perfect. Yeah. I think we got a pretty good show lined up, uh, for you. We're gonna, we're gonna take it back to 2009 and do a little revisitation of what happened 10 years ago. And, uh, just off the top, there was a lot of craziness going on 10 years ago, but, uh, before we get into that, we wanted to ask you to leave us a review on iTunes because we haven't been able to read a review for a couple of weeks and we're, we're just missing the love. So take a couple minutes, drop a review. Even if you got to tell us that we suck, at least we know you're listening and, and you're hearing us. So we'll, we'll even settle for that. Um, now if, if, if you could leave us a review on iTunes, it would be greatly appreciated. It's really like the best way for us to kind of grow the audience and, and, and keep going with this podcast. So, um, iTunes subscribe to us on SoundCloud, you know, Spotify, wherever you listen to us. Um, we would definitely appreciate that. Yeah. Do it. So what, uh, before we get into to, to the main story that we want to talk about, I wanted to see what is on your guys's radar for this week, what you're wearing today, what you might be looking at or just what you're, what you're, you know, obsessing over.
2: Man. So let's see today. I wore my, my two pink LeBron icons to work. It was a nice casual Thursday. So got to break out a pair of sneakers. Um, right now I can't really, there's there's two shoes I'm looking at, but two shoes I know I'm not going to get. And I'm really surprised at myself to look at them, but I think you may have mentioned them. One of you guys I think did on the last episode when I wasn't there, but both the, uh, the Kith Air Force One Low and then the G-Dragon Air Force One Low. I don't know what it is. But they're putting some real work into these Air Forces and I'm slowly starting to reappreciate them because I've never been an Air Force One guy, you know, per se. But if it's a nice shoe, it's a nice shoe. So I've been kind of revisiting and kind of researching all of like the Air Force Ones that came out in 2019. There's some pretty, pretty good gems out there that are sitting. And anybody who follows me on Twitter saw I, I posted a picture of the, the stained glass Air Force Ones that have some, you know. Some like a satin finish and like a real like an aqua greenish and blue color. So I don't know if I find those for the cheap, which I think I did for about 70 bucks. I may pick those up.
3: That's a good look. Um, Bay Area Got Soul is doing a older than six year Air Force One challenge. <laughs> so if you have a pair of Air Force Ones that are older than six years, find Bay Area Got Soul and tag them. Um, tag him however you want to phrase it um but for me i also have an air force one on my mind um it's the lauren halsey air force one high from the all for one series just super clean black a really cool translucent strap fun laces that are faded just a cool look for this winter time up in portland um and on the long term I've been salivating over the Jordan five retro coming out next year. Like I had a pair of 2000 fire reds and I don't got rid of them. The Jordan five is top five silhouette for me from Jordan, probably top five all time. I'm a big Jordan five fan. Um, I'm just really happy to get that shoe and the quality looks better than the 2013. Cause those straight up look like plastic. So I'm happy they're giving it a little bit better treatment. But no, I'm super excited for those to come out next year. And the Black Friday um, 350 V2 restock. I'm going to try to get a pair of those. That's a really clean 350 that just I don't want to pay resale for. Um, What are you thinking, Nick? I was on mute. Um,
1: So I'm not thinking about Air Force Ones. Uh, I'm never thinking about Air Force Ones. Sorry to all you Air Force One fans that's just not for me. Um, but uh, <laughs> I'll tell you the other thing, although I agree with you the Jordan Fives some of the most fire Jordans ever to me um, i'm no. I'm not not at all thinking <laughs> about the off white Jordan Five like rumored peak picture that leaked this week. Uh, it looks oh. so terrible but um
3: it's like a failed lab <laughs> yeah. jordan but, um, yeah, yeah exactly i got a couple of these in the back and all this that's what virgil's tag on it will be cool that's kind of what it looks
1: like but i mean honestly like i'm not a huge fan of the off-white stuff to begin with i think it's dope that it's you know that it's that it exists it's just not for me but I, the thing that actually i saw in the news that i was most excited about was actually a shoe that also is not for me the women's exclusive Jordan 11 for 2020 is basically like an all black, uh, at least the mock-up of it. Right. It's like an all black with a a white outsole, white jump man Uh, just looks super clean. And I think it's super dope that they're doing like women's exclusive Jordan 11s, because I feel like that shoe, you know, just uh, that's the shoe that like kind of helps everybody get into sneakers. And I feel like that shoe being available for women specifically just will bring more women into the sneaker world. And I just think that even though there's a lot of women that are into sneakers, there's a lot of imbalance in the sneaker world. So I think that's a, a, a good a step in the right direction. Um, and obviously even this year, like the, the silver, or I forget what the colorway was, but the silver one is super dope too. So just think that's, that's a cool thing, um, to see happening.
2: I told you we we're going to get the new color for 2020 as soon as that shock drop happened.
1: <laughs> yep. Yep.
2: <laughs> we're gonna
1: switch it up a little bit for this episode we're gonna jump right into like the main topic and uh, kind of skip the news that's going on and basically what we want to do is revisit sneaker news as top 30 sneakers of 2009 tonight and uh we might go a little rapid fire because 30 sneakers is a lot to talk about robbie you want to start us off
3: yes um First shoe here is one I almost bought, and I'm really happy I didn't because it looked like a damn fool. It's like they probably still be sitting in my closet. Um, the Air Jordan 60-plus, which, you know, fused every Jordan that he had a 60-point game in. So you have the Jordan 2 in there. You have the Jordan 5 in there. Um, what else you got in there? 1, 2, 5, and 7 or the exact uh, makeups. But at the time I thought it looked really cool. As I just said, I'm a big Jordan five fan and retained so much of the Jordan five that it was still hitting for me, but so happy. I don't own these now. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I mean, these are, these are, these are definitely a pass for me. I was never into them. Couldn't get behind them in any way. I, feel like all the shoes that come out from Jordan brand that are these kind of like over the top hybrids of a bunch of different Jordans, like no matter how well done they are thinking like the best being maybe like a spizike or a six rings, they all remind me of like the fake shoes from the 90 late nineties, early two thousands.
2: Yeah. These were, these were rough. I mean, they're just, so much going on in the shoe like I'm looking at the picture now I can't even see like the the cues of the seven I, I mean I see the two see the um I guess the to five and all that good stuff But man yeah this anytime they come up with a hybrid is very few and far in between that it actually works I mean most of the time you saw this shoe was on like you know kid from you know elementary school middle school got these because they hit sales racks and they were a jordan that you know they can get for for cheap so for them but thing's trash. Yeah, and I I do think that that
1: serves a really great purpose, right? Like me as a kid yeah. given these options for, you know, let's say they do hit the sales rack for 50 bucks or something. I mean, that's amazing, right? Like I don't want to knock that, you know, it's just that for me personally, like I see it and I just think that it's like kind of just looks bootleg.
2: Agreed.
3: <laughs> and I will third that. You got to keep it affordable for some people and that's really cool. Um The next shoe is a really, really big pointer to the fact that we're in 2009. It's the Supra Terry Kennedy Society or the TK Society. Um, I think Little Wayne, I think like the last generation of rap music videos to be on MTV. I never bought a pair, still not my style, but very much... A point in time Nick you're a Terry Kennedy fan though right yeah
1: I definitely have a couple pair of these and uh it's you make a great point though you know exactly like it's it's a point in time it was a thing uh what can I say like I I think it looks I think the shoe looks dope it's definitely not something that a lot of people um would be comfortable wearing but I think it was cool to see somebody especially like Supra because they are kind of just a a bunch of rebellious dudes, you know, that, that put that brand together anyway. Um it was just cool to see them kind of like just push pushing how far they could go and how crazy they could get, but still having like pretty nice materials on that shoe compared to a lot of the super shoes that released. What do you think, Mike?
2: Man, I had a I had a pair of the uh not these, I had the sky tops, which again I, I look back, I'm like, you you literally have to be like six two to wear the sneaker. Like, I'm looking at this, this TK society thing would be at my knees. Like, I don't know how they skated in these bad boys, <laughs> but, um, definitely it's, uh, a moment in time though. Like you have to appreciate it for what it was. I mean, little Wayne had to deal with them. Like these things were everywhere. I mean, TK was huge. He was in like anything MTV reality wise, he was popping up somewhere. um, So these things definitely may not be wearable now, but they definitely will always have a, I guess, a moment in time. You you know exactly where they're from.
3: Nick will still wear his at some point, though. For uh, sure. Don't do that, Nick. (laughs) (laughs) One side note, they remind me of like the Skate 88 brand. Do you remember that? Oh, yes. The the one they like, shout out to big shout out to Nordstrom's Rack for always having those. Uh, (laughs) So next on the list, is a very much another, you know, time stake. Jeremy Scott's JS Wings. So Jeremy Scott now leads. Um, oh, what fashion brand does he lead now? Um, it's going to come to me later. I'm going to Google it here in a second. But very much. machine, you yeah. I almost said, I almost yeah, said Massimo, which
1: is like a, now in a Target, in Target as a brand,
3: right? Yeah, it's been in Target. It's good. I'm not <laughs> hey, that. man. I have Massimo pants. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Jeremy Scott's super creative and super out there. Um, all of his designs are like Andy Warhol on speed, but turned up a little bit more. Very, very crazy designs. These were silver and had the wings on it. There was the band chains pair. Um, There's the bones, the pandas, which run our test of war in an NBA game um uh, so <laughs> don't ever forget that um mike did you ever think these were cool or you ever like rock with jeremy scotts or wish you had a pair
2: um no i can actually thoroughly say i never liked any parody shoes there was so much going on in there i the one that got me the most was the uh was the bones they had, like look like freaking fred flintstone was wearing those <laughs> things there's the batman pair too
3: like with like batman mm-hmm. And, you know, they, they did like a li- license
1: plate ones too, like California, New York, Florida license plates.
2: Was it the clear black wings? Like they were the ASAP Rockies. These came out later, but ASAP Rocky did a uh, collaboration with Jeremy Scott and Adidas and he had like the wings to a whole new level. They looked like they were weapons on your feet, man.
1: I mean, I, I still have a pair. Of the, my favorite colorway of these was the denim versions. Um, I, they're super crazy, but. To me, you know, I I bought them thinking that I would actually take the wings off and wear them like a little more low key because the wings are removable, but I didn't. I wore them with the wings. I think they look super dope, though. Um, It's one of those time period things where it's like you're going to look at it 20, 30 years from now and be like, yeah, that was definitely uh, cool then. And that isn't now. But that's basically the story of
3: my life. So. (laughs) (laughs) it might come back you never know there's a poet that once said what a time to be alive and that is a uh, 100 what a time uh, i mean these are all <laughs> these are all kind of they're all what a time shoes because it's 10 years back and our brains love nostalgia um 27 we have the dizzy rascal air max 90s i don't like air max 90s what like the day The Dave quality means DQMs are the only ones I mess with. Like, I don't like the plastic windows. Give me an Air Max 1 or a 97. You know, 1 or 180. Like, I don't want that 90. (laughs) (laughs)
2: Apparently
3: I'm getting hate already. So what do you two think about it?
2: (laughs) I mean, I've never... Okay. Not that I don't like Air Max 90s. I just never... I think I've always been kind of salty because when I was, uh, when I was younger, I always wanted a pair of the infrareds, but I swear that, you know, I never get my hands on them. And I mean, now I, I can, but now I just I find more things to buy. But anyway, this one, I mean, it's is cool. I mean, I've, I've heard stories about this one. I've honestly, I don't have a big familiarity with it. I'm sure Nick play has more to say, but I mean, looking at pictures of it, I mean, pretty clean, looks like it would actually hold up to the test of time. If it came out today, I don't see why people wouldn't wear them. Yeah, I mean, the, the colorway is just,
1: like, super simple, super dope. Um, it was from, like, Dizzy Rascal's album at that time, Tongue in Cheek. I don't know if... It's also... If if you're, like, into Air Maxes, you probably know the Ben Drury Air Max 1. That was, like, one of the other artists that was... You know, they're both London um, artists. But I don't know that this is, like... As special as it's become, it's. I think it's pretty expensive on on resale platforms, but I think it's cool looking. I, I you know, if I w- if I would have had the opportunity to buy it, I probably would have
3: because I, I actually like that Air Max ninety quite a bit. If I want a big ass mud guard, just give me a Jordan eleven. Like, I just don't like. It. <laughs> <laughs> I'm
2: So angry about this shoe.
3: <laughs> so I love the ninety and I love the one eighty. I love so many Air Maxes. Just can't love them all. Just like kids.
2: I don't think it works that way. Mom
3: loves all eight of those babies the same. She doesn't.
2: Well, she's probably forgotten to hold them in the grocery store. She's probably like down to four kids now.
1: (laughs) So before before we move on from that, I just think it's really interesting that we're looking back at this, you know, ten years in hindsight, right? And the first few shoes are kind of like throwaway shoes, right? Like you might be able to get like a little bit of money for a Jeremy Scott wings for the right color. But most of the most of the shoes, the 60 plus, the the TK Society, um, the wings, they're not they didn't hold their value. Right. And then you're you're looking at this Dizzy Rascal Air Max 90 it's number 27 on the list. But like if you look at the price on it, uh, you know, StockX has it for like forty seven hundred dollars. So uh, kind of interesting to, to to even think about that at 10 years later. Mm-hmm.
2: I thought that was a PSA from Nick to be like, wear your shoes. They're not worth anything. Keep the wings on, damn it.
1: (laughs) I don't really care if people wear their shoes or not, to be honest, because there's some shoes that I have that I just have never worn. And, you know, there's some shoes that I just I probably shouldn't have worn because I see the prices of them now and think, damn, I should have never worn it and just sold it.
3: I didn't get enough wear out of it to to justify how much it's worth. So the next one, I wonder what the resale value is. So if somebody could hit us with that, that'd be cool. Um, It's these Nike women's dunk high, the nylon pack, much like having multiple kids. They came in five colors, Um, like fuchsia, yellow, creamsicle, minty green, and like blue. They super remind me of Nike vandals. I always think of like, that one girl who gets in fights at school that also wears black air force ones. Um, but she also wears nylon vandals <laughs> on the, on Wednesdays and Fridays. Um, super reminds me of those. I would buy these now. I think monochrome has always been cool. I like packs. Um, I like nylon. Yeah. So these are definitely a win for me. I, I like, a lot. I like nylons. I wear them on my skin. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you guys have seen Nylon Magazine, right? This was actually a collaboration. The magazine did the colorways on them. I remember this like, I don't know why I remember it so much, but I remember writing about this when I was at Nice Kicks back in the day. Or Nice Kicks? No, I must have been Soul Collector back in the day. I don't know. I'm old.
2: <laughs> <laughs> say washed. No, I just, uh, I mean, these are actually nylon. I don't remember these either, but yeah, I cool. hate nylon on shoes. It's just I don't know. It's just a weird thing with me. It's just a material that doesn't belong on shoes, in my opinion. I had a I had a pair of Pegasus ninety-two and they had like nylon on the uh on the, the side panels and the toe box and they look like like if you took a warm-up and balled it up and put it in your backpack for three weeks and pulled it out, that's what it looks like. Terrible. So no nylons. <laughs>
3: That was good. I was just on mute, but yeah, I cracked up on that. That was good. Um, So, I mean, if you didn't like those, these might not be for you. Number 25. But number 25 also shows that the glow up is real. So you have the Union Nike Dunk High Tech Challenge Supreme. There's a lot to unpack here. There's a Dunk High with a Strat. With Andre Agassi Tech Challenge, like splatter print, you know what I'm talking about. And then like a TPU wing, where like the normal dunk wing is. And it's yeah, it says Union on the strap. These are an atrocious. I'm so happy they learned their lesson and made the Union one. Um, <laughs> so yeah, these are a, these are a super coming of age story because the <laughs> Union came a long, long way and um one last point to it they refer to the union la and new york there used to be two locations and when union new york closed down one of the original owner well before that one of the original um workers of union new york started union la and then union new york closed making the la location the sole one now but um what do you guys think about these abominations
1: Uh, That's this is great knowledge. First and foremost, that's great knowledge. But I I actually, I I actually love these shoes. I take them in a size twelve or thirteen. If you got them, Uh, hit me up.
2: Oh, I was hoping that when they closed the New York store, they just burned the New York pairs. So that was awkward. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I love the tech challenges. There's so much happening on this shoe. I think I will honestly say, maybe if they took the strap off, like I guess you could if you wanted to. I never actually saw these in person, but. If you remove the strap and make the, I don't know, the, the wing, not a slab of plastic, I think it'd be a pretty solid shoe. I like the, the front three quarters of it. Just the rear quarter sucks.
3: That's one fourth, one fourth of the battle. It's like if Andre Agassi and a Nike Dunk had a baby and then like Forrest Gump's leg braces had a baby with Air Force One and those two babies had a baby, <laughs> you'd have this shoe. Um, I tried to be Pineapple Express PG there. (laughs) So what's 24? So 24 Supreme Bruin. I think these are one of the best Supreme ever. Like Supreme's always at its best where it's a super basic ass product that just says Supreme on it. Um, Yeah. These are, these are super cool.
2: Yeah. Um, I mean, I don't have much to say about it. You pretty much summed it up. This is when Supreme was, you know, still on track and they're not giving us uh Jordan 14s with piercings all over them. So, uh, no, I really like this SB Bruin reminds me of the, they did a a blazer a year or two ago with the same, just simple, easy colors and just threw their name on there. So go back to doing that spring.
1: Yeah. I mean, I I agree. I think like the, the simplicity of, of a lot of the shoes, especially because when they're able to bring out like shoes that you just don't see very often. Um, the Bruin is a little bit more common now, but it wasn't that common back then. The blazer was like everywhere. Vandals were everywhere 2009, but they also did like a red and gold um, version that looks like 49ers themed. So I like these ones too. But
3: So next on the list, blows my mind why it's 23, because if I could have any shoe pack if that's a dead giveaway, it would be this. Like the Jordan 5 Toro Bravo pack. Those were the hottest shoes in the streets, like period, when those came out up until I would say a, a solid six years after. They held their resale super well, and now they've tapered off a little bit. It's hard to find a dead stock pack with both together um, but I just absolutely love this pack I would give my left nut from one of them <laughs> right now Give me a dead stock pack
2: I'm
3: so happy like the red's perfect the 3M's creasy but it still looks really good I could sing praises all day about this Nick do you have a pair?
1: You got a pair. I don't have a pair.
3: I don't. I, I didn't get the
1: pack, and I never got either of the because they they ended up getting split up right at the outlets. I think. Um, on a, on some, I, I remember something vaguely. I have to like think about it, but yeah, I I love the black pair. The black pair is non original five. That's probably my favorite favorite colorway. Um, the red suede is dope, but I just I don't know that I would wear red suede. Shoe like that all the time or often enough, but yeah, the, the it was it was like one of the best packs too because it was just like, like both of them were really well done and both of them used materials that you never got on the shoe before. So I really like this. Uh, Two thousand nine, I would have had this much higher on my list. Twenty nineteen, I would have it much higher on my list.
2: Hey, Nick, you were one hundred percent right. They split these bad boys up in. uh at outlets. I was uh me and one of my roommates when we were in college, we went down to the outlet in the next town and I was willing to sell my roommate to the Nike store to get a pair of these. But uh they had a they had like a nine and a half in the black and like a ten in the in the in the red and they're sitting at the counter. And as a poor college student you can only dream. You just kinda hold it and just, just hope they just let you walk out with them. But it wasn't the case. But um uh, Super dope. I wish I can. I really do like the three M pair a lot. I don't know why they can't do the three M shoes like this now. Like when these crease, they look nice. When the new three M shoes, like the three M pack that came out with, the crease, they look yeah. like bad wallpaper. Yeah,
1: these that is a great point because these definitely aged like very gracefully compared to like a lot of the other three M releases.
3: Okay. You guys are tripping. The red pair is like all time fire. They are. <laughs> As some people would say, they're busy buzzing. Like is that a
2: crazy. Oh my cousin? God! Stop! We know where you. Are. <laughs> I just never liked all red shoes. I've never. I think I've been the only person never got on that wave of all red sneakers.
3: Man,
1: nah. yeah, not for me.
3: Oh, tripping! But um, <laughs> number twenty-two is super tripping. It's a Air maxim Trainer One. So the Air Max One meets the Trainer One meets vomit <laughs> the the Toro Bravo pack is unexcusable like this is a hard pass 10 years from now I'm never wearing this
1: yeah it's past for me I don't have anything good to say
2: <laughs> yeah we can we can move forward I, I see the idea but yeah, I wasn't buying it
3: then on to 21. Another shoe I would have put much higher on here. And before we started recording, I said if I could have any amount of money and buy one shoe, it would be this shoe of all time. The Louis Vuitton Don. Louis Vuitton. I said that backwards, but the, the Jaspers, the Kanye West Jaspers Louis Vuitton. They are. That's what a luxury sneaker should look like. They've aged pretty poorly compared to like contemporary designer shoes but i absolutely love that if i had 4000 dollars i would buy a pair right now like hands down grail drop the mic that
2: shoe just before i just have to give you a quick side note because we all know that ones worth oh, am i talking to yeah okay never mind that was on mute um but we know the Jaspers like hands down, just I think is top three, if not t- the top Kanye release sneaker. But just to give us a kind of a frame of reference, uh, we're talking about how much shoes are worth. I just went to look at that Air Maxim and it's uh, people are taking bids of 300 plus dollars on that sneaker right now. Just so you know. Because people are dumb. I'm just <laughs> <sorry>. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Nick, what you think about the Jasper, man?
1: I mean, I, I, I'm with you. I think this is Kanye's best shoe probably ever. Um, I don't know if it's like the color combination, the materials, like the fact that it's a Louis shoe. It's just super dope to me. Um, I, I would imagine that the price of these is probably outrageous too. I think going back to like the Air Maxim 1 trainer, the fact that they use like the chlorophyll, you know, colorway is is, you know, And the fact that it's now in hindsight, if you're an Air Max one collector, this is one of the more unique shoes to kind of just continue to tell the story of your collection, I think. But, um, yeah, the Kanye shoe is is definitely uh, uh, should be higher up on the list for me.
3: This is twisted on Hennessy pink polo Kanye. Like this is the best Kanye there is. So. Yeah. Agree. On to the next. We have one of my favorite brands. I think we all love this brand, the undefeated Puma Mid, twenty-four karat gold. Much um, like the liquid metal pack by Nike, gold like this does not crease very well. This is super cool, though. Gotta love the five, um, you know, the five strikes.
2: Really cool shoe. What do you guys think? If I would have had access to undefeated. Uh, in 2009, I would have wore this. This is definitely something, uh, you know, 20 year old Mike would have, would have been put on the suit. <laughs> yeah. These are
1: fire. I mean, undefeated super dope. The fact that this was like one of the first times you ever really saw this in the sneaker world. Um, I just like quickly searched on eBay, you know, they go for like anywhere from 600 to $900. So definitely, uh, worth its weight in gold, but a am bunch.
2: Oh, <laughs> oh yeah!
3: <laughs> I mean, we make jokes, but that was perfect. Um, <laughs> so well timed. So speaking of perfect, the Dave Quality Meets coming in at number nineteen. The Air Max Current Edition, the Current Hirachi. I really liked how they threw in like the free tooling in the front of the shoe. I like the Hirachi clip in the back. Those elements make this 90 look good. But just the bacon colorway, I think, is one of the more creative, you know, color schemes to ever be put on a shoe. Super clean. Mike, are you down with the bacon?
2: Oh, yeah. Ever since I heard the story of how this store came to be and how the collaboration came to be, I have nothing but respect for that, dude. Um, I, I, the color combination is solid. I mean, again, it's one of those combos that can last through time, through like, I would wear that today easily.
1: Yeah. I think this is a, a, a super dope colorway. I, I think Dave Ortiz in general is like, uh, I've never met him, but he's one of those people that I'd love to meet. He's, he seems just like a, a fucking awesome dude. Um He also is just a great person to follow on Instagram for like, kind of like, well, I mean, old New York vibes, right? Like he just does cool things and you kind of get a window into like how, crazy and creative and like how he's surrounded by people. I think, you know, Robbie, you mentioned, uh, like Warhol, uh, around like the Jeremy Scott stuff. And I, I look at Dave and, and see kind of the same thing just in, in a very like sneaker skateboarding focused, you know, kind of niche.
3: Mike, did you watch that YouTube video about Dave quality meets?
2: Yeah, it was a it was a complex video, and I cannot remember what those things are called. It's a it's,
3: I, it's a I, series, I huh? I watched it too. That's why when he said that, I was like, "Oh,
2: I know, I know what you're talking about." Yeah, yeah, it's a good a good, a good series, and uh, it was a good insight about how uh, how his how his collaboration came to be and his inspiration behind it was uh, I, I think it's solid. Like no one's thinking like that nowadays when it comes to collaborations and. I mean, he set the tone for a lot of stuff. No, I mean like
3: thinking wise, having the Hirachi vamp on top of like the air max 90 vamp. And then on the tongue, the Hirachi logo Just everything's really well done on that shoe. Um, this next one is also very well done. Number 18 is the undefeated converse poor man's weapon. Uh, super cool. This is bomber jacket certified. Uh, this a, a really clean shoe. You put those five strikes on anything, and they look cool. So, really great execution. Five stars or five strikes, whatever.
2: <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, I'm not a huge like old school like Chuck fan anymore. I used to wear them ton in high school, but they just actually just kind of hurt my feet. I know Nick is probably cringing as I say this, but uh, <laughs> I think it's done very well. I mean, undefeated rarely has. You know bad misses, but this one came out good. It looks like the got a flight jacket outer, the orange interior, this like the classic undefeated color with the five strikes.
1: Yeah, this was like, like the first one yeah, from, that, from like their they did a bunch of different colorways of this throughout the years, and I think this is kind of it, it was super dope to me because it calling it the poor man's weapon and kind of like putting the you know like velcro chevron logo and uh the the, I mean, it's obviously a Chuck Taylor, but then like the, the overlays and the stitching kind of give it that like weapon look and feel. Um, yeah, this, this is one of my favorites. I would love to get these. I I missed out on this particular colorway and obviously black and orange chucks. I mean, it doesn't get much better than that for me.
3: (laughs) No doubt. Um, super clean. Um, so Earlier, I said I would give my left nut for, for, <laughs> for, for so coming in at 17, we had the Lance Armstrong Livestrongs. Um, his greatest hits pack. <laughs> <laughs> the height of a similar
2: uh, use. I mean, yeah, uh... <laughs> right?
3: I had a pair of uh, Lunar Glide 2 Livestrongs, um, but these are like the greatest hits. So you have two Air Force Ones, you have a dunk, And then you have what a footscape? That's a footscape, right? Yeah, footscape. Yeah, Yeah, footscape woven. I mean, the colorways are always super cool. The Air Force Ones and the Dunk are a little busy, but for the most part, it's just nice black and yellow with like various hues of like gray and some white. They're all, they're always really clean. Just cruddy how they canceled him super quick. And then we were talking about how. Um other people don't get canceled so fast. <laughs> and in one of our last episodes. So um, very interesting to see how the, you'll stay with Cap. But all you do is a little steroids and cheat and everything and the the cancel your stuff. It's <laughs> <That's> a joke. <laughs> you should have <laughs> been canceled. I did the right
2: thing. <laughs> well, I mean, I just got two points to make with this. Uh, one only live strong thing I ever owned was that one dollar bracelet you can buy at the Nike uh, store. And two anything black and yellow should have Wu-Tang on it. And yeah. <laughs>
1: so, th- so this pack is super dope to me because uh, it's basically like with the exception of the woven, it's basically like remakes of kind of iconic uh, Nike releases. So there was like the, the, the dunk is actually like a Futura um, for love of money, like, or, um, like the flom dunk, basically done in live strong colorways. So uh the the pattern, you know, is is like that like the futuras the the flom futura dunks that are like literally like money print. Um and then there's the Air Force one that was like the Mr. Cartoon. And the thing about that particular shoe is the details on it are crazy, like the the spider webbing and all of the different, like very ornate like detailing it's just so over the top. If you see it in person, you're just like, what, this is a shoe. This is on a shoe. Um, and then the other one is, uh, the, like the busy P one world air force one, which is the original version was actually like a, a, more of a rainbow colored color combination. Um, but you know, he's one of the guys that actually, uh, does a lot of stuff with the other guys we talked about. Um, Ben Drury and Dizzy Rascal. So he's another musician out of uh, London that has done a, a few collaborations over the years. But I mean, it is kind of interesting to, you know, with the Livestrong name being so prominent on him, you know, a lot of people definitely canceled Livestrong, even though I don't think Lance Armstrong is in any way still connected to Livestrong. I think it's actually a charity that exists on its own. Um, but Obviously, people don't want to hear that. They just want to cancel.
2: I think they came out with a couple of shoes after he, his whole ordeal, uh, because you're right. I think it's as as separate from Lance. He just happened to be a part of it. But I want to say they they just kind of phased them out finally. But uh, they had come out with a couple more iterations of like the Lunar Glide and you know a couple of the trainers after the fact.
3: There was a Kobe 5 too, or yeah, I think it was Kobe 5, but we digress. Um, so, next we have proof that a store can still pop off with high quality collaborations 10 years later. Um, we have the concepts Nike SB Dunk Low, the blue lobster. So, there was red, then there was blue. And then earlier this year, or was it last year, whatever, we got a uh, green and purple but they've also had stained glass i think they also did the ugly sweaters am i am i right or wrong they did the ugly sweater christmas uh, you were correct uh they did the so, sweater they did the holy grail pack as well i think so there's tons out there these are these are a grail for a lot of people not for me but are
2: either one of you really into the lobster line or these a hundred percent If I could just get one pair of them, I don't care what color, I would love to have them. I would wear them until they just couldn't be worn anymore. These things are done so well; the colors are like they're they're wearable, but they still have like that uniqueness to them. So, Concepts did a heck of a job on them. And yeah, I'm looking at the price right now, and I don't have $1,600. Yeah,
1: I like these quite a bit. Um, I I think this is the only one that I like from the pack, Um, but. You know, it's like their, their storytelling is always on point. And, and this was kind of like, to me, the first like super successful, you know, collab from them, um, that I can remember, but.
3: So, I mean, concepts mean something else to each person either love them or you like them from afar or you don't care. So it's it's all really cool. Um, The next one, I think universally accepted as a great shoe. If you don't, I'm going to break your kneecaps. Um, We had the the Kobe four endless colorways back in the glory days when you would have Laker colored shoes released to the public for a Laker player. Um, LeBron, um, So, there's some really cool stuff going on. There's so many colorways. I just, my brain's like stop gapping just from all of them. But um, the finals ones, all stars, um, lower Marion's, just rice. I mean, it goes on for days. Do you guys also love the Kobe 4 as much as I do?
2: Yep. I think this one was kind of the. I think the the turning point of the Kobe line. Like, I mean, of course, the one, two, and three were solid shoes. One being the best of the top of the first three, but with the four, it came just like a basically like a just a paradigm shift in in basketball shoes and like the colors they're putting on them, like the materials, just mean like a super performance shoe. And I, don't know, I I love the Kobe line. It's one of the ones, besides the Kyrie line, is the one I play basketball in all the time. So. I appreciate this one very much.
1: Yeah. The Kobe four is like, you know, probably, I don't know. It's, it's probably like a top 20 most important shoes of all time to me. Um, it, it, it basically is like Kobe and Eric Avar from Nike who designed it, deciding to kind of take Kobe's love for soccer and turn it into like, you know, like, you know, a basketball shoe for, but it took them a while to get there. And the Kobe four was the starting point of that, right? They, they cut it down quite a bit from the rest of what he was wearing right before this, he's wearing, you know, like one, two, and three, but like, you know, think of like Harachi, two K fours, two K fives, all that kind of era. And this was like definitely a drastic change. There's so many good colorways for it too. I mean, we could probably do, we probably will do a whole episode on the Kobe four in the future.
3: Oh, we doing it. Um, it's funny how you say the Kobe four is like a top 20 shoe of all time. And I would agree, but it's 15 in 2009. Like that, That's tripping. Um, but there couldn't be a bigger departure from models, right? Between from the three to the four, this night and day. So the next pair we have here, I know Nick has at least three pairs of these 20. Um, we have. The Reebok pump, um, 20th anniversary collection. <laughs> Obviously, there's 20 different pairs of shoes, but i never worn Reebok pumps. I don't wear Reeboks. I've said before, no buck boy. So I, I can't speak to this, but I know Nick has a big affinity towards the Reebok <laughs> pump. So what do you think? I mean, yeah, I think the Reebok
1: pump is... I don't know about like specifically the pump, which is this model that we're talking about. Um, but like the technology and how much it influenced everyone, even Nike. I mean, think about it. Like when's the last time, I mean that you saw Nike do something that was a blatant ripoff. Like, I mean, I know they started by making like a six waffle soles, but like the Reebok pump was like a, like their main competitor at the time. And Nike came out with a pump shoot. So that really speaks to how much this was like a game changer, so much so in the way that that people thought, oh, maybe that's a better way of doing it than actually using traditional laces. So um, I actually don't have any of the pump 20th anniversary. I have way too many of the pump 25th anniversaries. five years off. Yeah, they do. They do Reebok Reeboks really good at doing like the anniversary stuff and just going way too far, making way too many releases. But, um, this is, this is kind of funny too, because like, you know, to see it next to the Kobe (laughs) four on this list. And you know, if you've seen, I I, I'll post some, uh, next week at some point, but you could dig through my Instagram and I'm sure there's some way back, but the, the pump is so high. I mean, maybe I should actually get some of those DK societies and compare them because I bet you the pump is, is just as high as a TK society.
2: Yeah. I had the 25th anniversary, but I didn't have the pump. I had the Omni light, but at the, uh, when they did the 25th anniversary, all the, all the pump sneakers, they had like the, uh, different artists do things so I had the at the Basquiat all like brass colored. Um, yeah, I think that would be the first and last time I own a Reebok pump. Just not for me, but I can see the history behind It's it pretty cool. You know, just while I had it, but yeah, that's all I got on that one.
3: <laughs> I'm a punk, both of y'all. I got the 27th anniversary edition Reebok pump. I'm
2: <laughs> no, I blatant lie. He <laughs> threw it right away. 27 and a half
3: year. Um, <laughs> um, so... Um, I mean, speaking of just doing stuff every couple years, um, we have the Clot Nike One World Air Force One Supreme. Just last weekend, we had another Clot Air Force One in the exact same print, but in a different color and without the exposed air in the tooling. These are super cool. Like, I didn't even... I'm not going to front. Like, I know everything about shoes. I didn't know these existed. So... (laughs) I mean, these are super clean. I like them more than the blue because, um, again, I go busy for some red oh, shoes. Hey, Robbie, ask me how much they cost. How much they cost, Mike? Uh, Fifty eight hundred dollars right now. I got you. I'm
2: just kidding. <laughs> I got you. <laughs> I know um, they got a pair in the back closet somewhere.
3: Nah, I definitely don't. um But no, these are super clean, and you learn something new every day. What do you guys? uh
2: How you feeling? I'm the same boat as you had no idea these existed. I honestly thought the first pair to use that design was the blue pair that came out last week. Um, So yeah, we are, we're not the all knowing beings of sneakers. We learn something new all the time.
1: Yeah. So this is super crazy. Like if you, if you look at the packaging at the, the original clot, one world came in. um, It's like a traditional, um, I don't know. It it almost looks like a dim sum box kind of thing. If, if I remember right, but it's, it's a very like over the top ornate kind of, uh, box design. And if you burn away the, the red, it, it like turns into this like black, uh, I don't know. It just, it looks amazing. So yeah, the, the reason that the blue one and then now the black friends and family one, uh, even exists is because of this one. They, th- that was a whole, the the whole reason for the bl- blue one was a 10 year anniversary of this particular shoe, but uh, not really my thing for, you know, to wear Air Force Ones, but I think it's uh
3: it's super dope. Air Force One collabs been in the game. We like there's to associate. Too, yeah. Oh, I think there's a gray pair. A gray,
2: also yeah. that are
3: down low. Um, hmm. There's more than one world. Apparently. But uh multiples. So we're getting close to the top ten. Coming in coming in at twelve is my favorite non signature. I mean my favorite signature non basketball Nike. Probably could have phrased that better. He's word scrabble. But um the Nike Air Griffey Max one. So the first one. Um I absolutely love this chunker. It's I think one of the more innate designs by Nike. The lines are really cool. The strap is one of the best straps ever. I love fast lace. The fast lacing system you saw in Jordans a lot. Also used on this shoe. Um, Just a fantastic, clunky retro. I love it.
2: This is when Nike took care of all their signature, signature athletes where they made their shoes look like a one you weren't just going to throw them in the back of the barrel. If you weren't, you know, a basketball player, but these things are, I had a pair, I had a couple pairs, I think freaking solid all the way around. I love them. I might have to get another pair actually.
1: <laughs> yeah. I mean, the Griffey's definitely one of my favorite shoes. I actually was just a, the day that we're recording is actually his 50th birthday. We posted about it on Instagram and I was like, this particular colorway that we're looking at on this list is, is the black and red which was basically for him, his time in Cincinnati with the Reds. But I wonder why they never did like a freshwater Air Jordan 3 for him or or some of the other shoes that like think he wore trainers since uh, it's a trainer, trainer three. I can't remember. I'll have to find a picture and post it on Instagram. But anyway, like I'm surprised that they don't give Griffey more credit. Um, I know that the shoes are chunky, but there's people wearing Phila Disruptor. I mean,
3: Come on, this is, this, is a, this is a dope shoe. There's for sure room for it to exist next to the Disruptor. Um, one of my sad stories, I sold my fresh waters, Um, And it breaks my heart, man. They'll, they don't retro these enough. At least not, I mean, very much like the Penny 1. They retro it, but not in the right colors. Just give us the yeah, OGs. Yeah, you need fresh colors. So the next one is one of my favorite silhouettes and Nike training, they use this thing with full length Air Max, free, free Air Max, um, pretty much any combination. I the I had football cleats for recreation football. Um and the Nike Air Trainer. This particular edition is the Manny Pacquiao. Uh, I'm not gonna say much because for political and social reasons, I don't like Manny Pacquiao. So
2: cool. <laughs> Um, uh, I don't know why it's number eleven on his list. Somebody just had a, I guess a thing for Manny Pacquiao. I mean, it just to me it's just a, it's a Nike trainer. I mean, it was very it was, it was a shoe everyone wore in a gym or you know, in in like in sports. But I just don't know why it was number eleven on this list. It's it's, it's all right.
3: He was really big. I mean, back in two thousand nine, like the height of his career,
2: and the philip i I think there was only one wearing them and this is one of those like i don't know and on a global fucking cool but and and this
1: shoe's all like glow in the dark so all the speckles all the details the the outline on the swoosh it's all glow in the dark i mean i think like the the trainer one Mm -hmm. uh, this particular you know we say nike trainer one but like this is like the 2009 2008 um version of the trainer one I do think this is one of the best shoes, most underrated shoes ever. I'm super biased though, because, uh, it was one of the first times I ever got a shoe for free sent to me or given to me by a brand. Um, so like, I still have it. I have like a really beat pair. Um, but I ended up like getting a bunch of them because this shoe is super comfortable regardless of, you know, like this one, I don't, you know, if you're not into Pacquiao, I I totally understand. Like it's not for you. But I do think this is a shoe that everybody should try out. And I honestly, even today's standards, this is a really comfortable shoe.
3: Could not agree more. It's a fantastic shoe. And back in that early Flywire years, Flywire didn't do shit. It was just like pressed on Mm -hmm. material. Super funny that that they marketed. It didn't make like steps and leaps to being good till much later. Um, But we digress, great shoe. Um, So a top 10, the Nike Air Half Cent, which is one of, first of many non, I would say non-court worn, like not Penny Hardaway, penny shoes, but these are super clean. They had like copper, eggplant, uh, metallic silver, Pretty much any colorway you would find on a foam posit they put on here. Um, these are one of the best, like, non-signature, signature shoes ever. Like, these is a really clean shoe. I like it. Yeah, I mean,
2: yeah, it. Yeah, so I think the electric green color, if I'm not, that was my favorite color of this one.
1: Yeah, the, I mean, the only downside to this shoe was it was super heavy. But otherwise, oh, yeah. otherwise and, 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 and super expensive, I think, right? 200 bucks or something, 220 retail. Mm-hmm. But yeah, super dope. I think this is like they've always done a good job like keeping the penny line very uh true to Penny's you know like lineage lineage yeah, thanks. But I'm actually I'm actually really excited about the next there shoe. I go. think <laughs> I think the next shoe is even more underrated than probably any other shoe we've talked about.
3: This next one, yeah, it, it definitely changed. I would say this is also a top 20 Yeah, sneaker of all time, and there's a There's a documentary on YouTube about it, um, where Stefan Stefan goes over his whole story about how he wanted this shoe. Nike did not want to make it, but he stuck to his guns, and now it's one of the more approachable silhouettes in history. Um, Very long-winded introduction to the SB Zoom Um, Stefan Janowski. Janoski. I can never say it right, but... I think you said it right. Yeah, I mean, I've never owned a pair, but I think every one of my friends that isn't into sneakers owns a pair of these.
2: Only pair ever wanted was the original, the Digi Camo Floral pair. I can't remember what year it was. It was later than 2009, but other than that, I mean, it's a solid shoe. I see exactly where it came from with it. They have that kind of Vans approach, and is they have never changed the shoe. They put I think some different tooling at the bottom sometimes, or you know could have a a air version where they have an exposed air unit. But other than that, this shoe has literally been the same for the last ten years. Pretty ridiculous. Yeah,
1: I think it just speaks to like him knowing what he wanted to skate in. You know the story. Um, The story of the shoe is super dope. Uh, You know, he's from Northern California. He's from Vacaville originally, but he used to, you used to see him in Sacramento. He would be at almost every skate event. You'd run into him downtown back in that, that era before he kind of, like right before the shoe, you know, blew up and he became, you know, super, super famous. But I just think this is, if you, if you were looking to make you know, the perfect Vans shoe. This is it because it's, you know, zoom air cushioning, super low profile and just ridiculously simple. And then they, like you said, they haven't changed it in almost 10 years. You know, they've tried to throw air max on it. They've tried to make it high. They've tried to do slip ons and stuff, but like, it's just, it's just almost a perfect shoe to me. So definitely worth trying.
3: I think it's, I think there's a Nike f- free version of it also Correct. and a winterized there's so many options but just speaks to how good that core design is it's it's perfect um now the next one I would say this is really popular in like the SB Dunk archives it's the um, SB Gucci is the DJ Clark Kent's um I mean everybody knows the Gucci colorway green black and red or Black, red, and green, however, you want to chop that up. But um, I was really big into dunks back then. I remember these dropping and being super duper dope. Um, one of them is leather and one of them's like denim kind of looking. I don't know if it's actually denim, denim. I'm trying to read really fast to remind my brain about it, but the super clean, really good shoe. Shouldn't be this high.
2: <laughs> yeah. Uh, it- is a good shoe. Um, to, again, respect it. I've never been a huge fan of Gucci color, like that red, green, and black. But the materials look solid on it. And I mean, you have to respect Clark Kent. So, I, I agree with you. I think it's too high because I don't. These weren't no, no, mass produced. No, no. So,
1: so the, the Clark Clark's pair. There's two two versions, right? Like one was the resin dunks, um, and then Clark's pair okay. was super limited and like super premium materials, the resin dunks were, you know, it's like one, like, I think it is resin is denim. Um, That one was, yeah. Yeah, and and Those ones are super rare. I I don't even know. I bet like those might not even be on some of the like resale sites. The resin dunks were, you know, fairly like rare, I guess, like maybe quick strike level, um, but released at SB accounts. So, but, but mm-hmm. I think both of these are really dope. Um, yeah. I don't have any, either one of them, but definitely would, would mind having them even though they are
3: high tops. <laughs> I mean, let's see here. The next one, it's funny. Cause these have a special place in my heart. They were my staff dress when I worked at Nike Las Vegas. So I got these for free. Um, it's the Air Max 2009 and it's the first time Nike went to years after what a, a decade because the I mean the Air max 360 kind of broke the mold from going annual names 97, 98, et Well, I guess the plus did. But there's a couple exceptions. but basically from 2009 to 2018, they started just calling their air maxes whatever year it was. And this is that full length heritage airbag. Um, super comfortable. Again, useless fly wire, but a very comfortable shoe. I very much like this. It's very comfortable.
2: Dude, uh, this was a great era of Air Maxes after the you know the originals. Like nine, ten, and eleven were some of my favorite Air Maxes. That price tag was rough back in the day because they were definitely 180 plus, if I'm not mistaken. But they were a solid shoe. I mean, they is one of the times you actually get some people wear like a technical type running shoe with casual wear. So I, I think it was pretty, I think
1: pretty visually cool. it's I, I super dope. But I, I mean, I think you know, this was also you know, there was a lot of challenges for the, for the airbags, I think. Uh, you know, the three sixties were like notorious for losing air and this sort of fixed it, but not like really, really fixed it. So, um, but I actually think like, I think like aesthetically this shoe is really dope looking and, you know, it it does suck that like the flywire wasn't really, you know, as functional as, as it has become in, in more recent years, but all the shoes, all the shoes from this era, the flywire was just like that pancake, like plasticky kind of feel. And you know, I think it looked cool because it made the it made the upper really thin, but obviously, from a you know functional standpoint, I don't know, you know it's hard to beat. It's hard
3: to beat where we're at now, right For sure. I think it was more about cutting weight, like you were saying, um, that whole synthetic upper weighed nothing. And on the air topic these would pop so they wouldn't lose air the same way, but these were very susceptible to popping back in the day. If you have a very sharp object on the streets. So, um,
2: on, what were you going to say, Oh, I was just thinking that cause you worked at, you worked at Nike and you worked at Foot Locker. I remember wearing my, uh, my, uh, is my 2000, my 2011s and every, and everyone pretty much wore in the stores. Like you said, your staff dress at Nike. Did you guys ever like freak out when you saw like the the pins for like you know the the sensors on the ground trying not to step on them? Yeah. <laughs> it's like a minefield. do yes. like in the in the back room, like putting uh, like putting out new inventory.
3: Happened real quick. <laughs> ketchup <laughs> packets. Wait, <what> no, <laughs> <a> <laughs> Obviously, your streets must not be dirty, <laughs> but like walk down a street and you see a camera tag. Oh, shit, Dodge. Um, <laughs> but um, I mean, the next one on the list shout out to Nate Robinson for having such a flash in the pan moment. Great player. If he would have been eight inches taller, he would have been a perennial all star. But um, it's the Nike Foam Posit Light, the Kryptonates. He wore these as he defeated Dwight Howard in the dunk contest that year. Um, Great color. It's like that electro lime, but turned up a little bit more. Uh, Really, really cool shoe. I never wanted a pair, but very, very nice.
2: Yeah, I didn't like the foam positive light, but I like the fact that he jumped over Dwight Howard to beat him in a dunk contest. So perfect place in history. I think number six maybe too high but again if we're just I guess talking historical reference sure why not
1: yeah I think the colorway is super dope I'm not a fan of the phone posit light um, but if 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 I had the opportunity to have gotten these back then I would have gotten them just because the story was so great and at some point when I have my sneaker museum um, these will definitely be in there.
3: No doubt. Um, So another foam posit variant coming up here at number five is the foam posit eggplant. And these are no lie. My favorite foam posits of all time, be it pro or foam posit light, flight posit. I think the metallic purple looks so cool. Um, Part Laker fan, but just part. I don't know. I don't don't be. I I could be impartial. It just looks really good. Um, I just, yeah, I, I love it, man. It's one of those shoes that have always done it for me. I've never wanted to buy a pair because foam pauses are mad expensive. I could probably find a worn pair pretty cheap now. I should probably look into that. But um yeah, eggplants have always done it for me. I like eggplants. Uh, so
2: these foam pauses, this is definitely one of the years where I really just, when foam pauses were actually tougher to get a hold of, they were from at least, I feel like they were quick strikes because I never really saw them in my area. And... um Dude, all the original color, just like the eggplant being one of them, the royals were one of my favorites as well. And it's just these things are solid. I mean, I kind of hate that they've been saturated in the market so much because they're such a good shoe. And now they just get pure disrespect because there's just like the stupidest colors coming out. They need to go back to basics like this because they come out with an eggplant and it's not $300. I, I'm sure I would buy it.
1: Yeah, this colorway is so, so fire. Um, I said in a recent episode that um, the coppers were my favorite other than the the originals, but I forgot about, I forgot about these. Uh, So this is definitely one of my favorites. Uh, It was super dope too, because at that time I was, I I believe, I want to say I was working at nice ice kicks and um, I mean, we almost, I remember we almost wrote a new blog post about every place that got them in stock because we were just excited to see the pictures every time, you know? And, um, I remember too, like one of the first times we saw it, I don't know if we actually posted it, but one of the first times we saw it was through Wale. And and I'm pretty sure at that time, uh, it was through Nike talk because like Instagram hadn't really popped off the way it is nowadays, but uh, it might've been on Twitter though. might've been on Twitter but I I vividly remember like Wale being connected to this shoe for some reason. Um, I'll have to go back and look at that, but super dope shoe definitely uh, higher on the list for me.
3: Well, I guess this next one it's placed very well. It's the Nike LeBron seven. There's, I mean, here pictured is the red carpets. But, I mean, you can go China's. You can go a whole bunch of different directions with the 7. Arguably his best work. Arguably some of the best colorways ever on a LeBron. Just, um, I think if you were to close your eyes and think of a LeBron shoe, your brain might go to these, and I wouldn't hate on you. It's a super iconic shoe. 100% agree.
2: Yeah, we got a retro 10 years later. I mean, it's kind of kind of speaks for itself at that point. And
3: the retro was done correctly. That's what even feels better. Does it give it to her? as it was? And Yeah, down to the box, man. Yep. The box is the most ironic box of all time because it says like family, community, loyalty, and then he leaves. So I mean I always thought that
2: got him a championship. They're
3: fine. In yeah. retrospect, he's fine. Um, so number three is the Air Jordan three, true blue, um, another top five colorway Jordan for me. Um, probably one of my earliest sneaker moments is Kobe in the all-star game wearing these. That's one of the first times I fell in love with shoes was seeing these on his feet. So these have always been a big favorite of mine. Um, jump man on the back. There would be a China retro, I believe the following year of the true blues that were a little bit different, but pretty much the same, but yeah, a really good retro of the highly coveted air Jordan three true blue. Yeah,
2: I think, of course, I love the true blues, not anything about the shoe, but I only reason I would put it up this high is because that was the first time I released since 2001. I mean, that's when they had actual spans of time before they re-release something. So I think that would probably be the only reason I put it at this number three spot because so I can easily interchange it with the LeBron seven or that eggplant phone positive. But, um, yeah, it's just hard. I guess I'm kind of jaded because we've gotten this shoe I feel like plenty more times since 2000. No, I think this one, I mean, this is
1: one of my favorite shoes of all time too. I actually like, uh, I actually like the 2009 version. Um, and it's, it's almost identical to the 2001. I like that version better than the than the OG from 88 and better than the OG retro that we got, because I think that the blue, t- the back side of the tongue being blue looks better. The original that Michael wore, um, supposedly All-Star Weekend, um, although I've only seen a couple of pictures that might be it, <laughs> uh, has red on the back of the tongue, which is, you know, the one the, the one that released originally in 88. But then also what? 2016 17 we got that retro true to form and i think uh, robbie in your comment about the asia release i think if i remember right the first version was asia and europe only and then i think like the next year canada got it or something because it never really released like everywhere in the states um but by by the time that it released this, that next year probably 2010 or 2011 it the like kind of buzz around it was like done because people had already that the people that really really wanted them had already figured out a way to get them off of eBay or whatever because you know there's no resale platforms in 20, in 2009 but um it is it was kind of weird what well, we should uh one day jump into that whole story of that retro and 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 uh, revisit it because it was one of the most questionable ways that I think a a retro has ever been released in my opinion.
3: That's so true. I remember trying to get a pair and like calling out to stores like, man, we don't got that. We don't got that. So it was a very, uh, I'll say choppy release. (laughs) So coming in at number two, Mr. Kanye West returns, but with his first Nike collaboration and the Nike Air Yeezy, three iconic colorways, the net, the Zen, and the Blink. I mean, I remember seeing these and being dumbfounded. Like, there's obviously Jordan 3 and Tech Challenge and all these elements from past Nikes in there, but just seeing the Y's on the strap, all the way up to like the Y lace lock to the glow in the dark. This yeah, this is uh, for sure a big part of my sneaker history would would be the Kanye Yeezy one. This I really, really wish I had a pair, <laughs> but doesn't not it not, not happen, <laughs> but I would really this is another grail of mine this so good.
2: Yeah, like I remember when I saw he, he was wearing a sample, the the, the all black pair of oh, the Grammys or MTV awards. I can't remember exactly what show it was, but he was performing and had them on. And then not too soon after we start seeing them release and, well, I guess take that back. He didn't see him release. You just kind of <laughs> they were like legends, basically. This shoe can easily be number one in 2009. Um, yeah, which I can. I would take a really used pair. I don't mean gently used. I would take a used pair in any color of this.
1: So I, I think the shoes, uh, from a historical standpoint, you know, it's obviously like incredible storytelling, Kanye putting like his mark on, you know, things in a way that, you know, like this is really the first time a non athlete gets a signature shoe that has his name on it. And, you know, for that, I think the shoe is amazing. I think, aesthetically if i don't know if it's just it's probably just me but like it looks more dated than most shoes um from that time i guess like or maybe maybe it's right on par with the shoes of 2009 right like high cut terry kennedy stuff is is very much you could see why little wayne was rocking this shoe was rocking the supras um it it also had just enough of the elements of you know nostalgia to I think just kind of capture everybody's attention. Um, on top of the fact that, like, this is Kanye coming into his own, in a sense, where he had already done the music thing and become incredibly successful. But the fashion side of his life was really just like he was just breaking through to have some exposure at that point. You know, he had done little things, yeah, little things. He had done collabs with Louis Vuitton and he had done, um, you know, some stuff with like Reebok and, and Bape and that kind of stuff. But that era was moving. He was moving away from that era. And this is, uh, you know, like you said, the Grammys, I mean, 2008 or whatever, I don't know if it's 2009 or 2008 Grammys. Um, it, that was like probably one of the most buzzworthy moments, I think in like sneaker culture, at least of the last 10 years. Right. Like it was just
3: insane. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm. They were so high because everybody was tucking in their jeans. Yeah.
2: yep, um, it's true. Everybody shut them in their shoes. It
3: was such a thing. So showing that Easy had not yet jumped over the Jumpman. At number one, we have the Air Jordan 11 Space Jam, which I remember this is like the fever pitch of like people getting beat up for their Jordans leaving the store um these were super hot iconic colorway i love space jam These are super cool but number 1 when we get them every couple of years i think is isn't it so to speak this it's a great shoe
2: shouldn't be number 1 well i'm trying to remember that's only the second time or that's the first time they retroed right after the original release 2001 No, no, they're
3: they're OGs. They're 96.
2: When did they come out for for the first time?
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah, but they released in 2000 as well.
2: Okay. I didn't know they actually released in 96. I thought they were released for the first time in 2000. Or (laughs) 2000. I got to check my facts. I'm honestly not sure. I just can't remember. I knew they released like far after the movie. I mean,
1: I don't remember them releasing in 96. I remember uh, the the 2000 release. I remember 2009 because it was almost 10 years since the last, you know, version released. So.
2: I'm trying to say, yeah, December 13, 2000 was the original release. 2009 was the first retro. I mean, I'm trying to, I guess I'm trying to have to have a mindset of 2009. That's why I was kind of saying about the the Jordan three. I have to remember that this was magic. This list was made in 2009. So I I can see why that was important because it was a 10 years after the original release. But like you said, it's, it's hard for us being 10 years later, seeing these things come out, excuse me, a couple of times now that uh, it it kind of loses a little bit of the significance. So
1: Robbie, were you not as much of a fan of it when it came out in 2009? Were you kind of, you know, the way you feel about it now, or is that just based on now, you know, in hindsight, you know, we're seeing so much all the time that we almost become numb it's, to a lot of this stuff. It's based for opinion, me but
3: in my fundamental principle about Air Jordans. They will always retro if it's an original colorway or, if you know, and really old colorway, they will always come back. So if you don't get them, don't hold your breath. They're going to be back. Because I lived in Minnesota, like rural Minnesota when these dropped. So all these shoes we talk about from 2008 to 2012, I tried to get, but there was two stores and a crappy online process. So like I didn't get anything. So I didn't fall in love with the anger of missing a shoe. (laughs) Some people love just being pissed about not getting a shoe. Um, yeah, this, I knew they were going to be back, and I have a 2016 pair. I have two pairs for 2016, and I have one on ice still. I wanted them so bad. So, yeah. No.
2: Nice. Dude, I think the reason I can't like pull a trigger on like some of these old Jordans I've been looking at... Um, Because I'm like, if I just like, I think Robbie even told me the same thing. It's one of those like, I I could just wait and get a new pair for retail. And I'm just, and I I just cannot make myself go buy like the, the, like the Jordan 4, like the the Black Cement for $290. I'm like, I could just wait like two years. I get them for retail.
1: (laughs) Yeah. I mean, that is a good point. I think, you know, the original or close to original colorways are are probably always going to come back, but, um, I'm kind of curious. Like, would you take uh, these kind of lists are are always interesting to me, right? Because it's it's all based on opinion, but we all share a lot of the same opinions in the sneaker world, and then we all get divisive about very specific things. But it's really interesting to think about these like end of the year lists. And the question I would have for you guys and for our listeners: Should these lists be done based on new releases and 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 like exclude retro product or, you know, maybe do retro in its own individual list. Um, would that help in kind of defining? Cause I'm thinking like, we're looking at this 10 years later and there's a lot of stuff on here where I'm like, why are we talking about the same stuff? I, you know, in like, as if, as if there was, you know, as if there wasn't new products coming out 10 years ago, because we are talking about the Jordan three, true blue, the space jam, you know, I can understand the space jam being really high on this list because of the like nine, 10 year difference in releases. But you know, that's, that also is like kind of a sign of the changing times during that era where, you know, new stuff just wasn't, you know, it it was not important, right? Like it was, this is the beginning of the shift to like full on retro craze where now, instead of making new shoes, you have a Virgil Abloh, Making new retros,
2: yeah. I mean, I think it's probably a little. I would put one caveat to it, just like you mentioned the Space Jam being. Oh, it's been ten years. Like this year, if someone put the Cool Gray Four on the one well, as you know a, a top thirty shoe, two thousand nineteen, I wouldn't be mad at it because it hadn't been retroed um, in X amount of years. But I would be m- more confused if someone put the 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 Black Red Elevens. Kind of like, well, I got that three years ago. So I think there's little caveats like that I would tweak, but if it's something like someone like oh Air Jordan One, I'm like, well, I get that every year. I don't necessarily need that unless to say, I guess it's like you say, you can do like the Virgil Abloh it's a tweak to something. But I feel like a lot of those original colorways that we see all the time don't need to be on the list.
3: I mean, in my opinion, it comes down to the Space Jam's started off the annual holiday Air Jordan 11 thing. Like the countdown pack had the breads, but that was a two pack. This is like the first year you got a Jordan 11 Space Jam retro for Christmas. I think the biggest consumer time of the year. And subsequently every single year we get a coveted Jordan 11. So I think that's why it made the list here. Um, I would say Concord's making a list when they retroed is you know, that's commendable. I'll put it on there. Same with Space Jams. Um, same with like Chicago Ones and Bread Ones. They're just, they're so big that those shoes start at the retro market. So every time they retro, they're going to be highly ranked because everybody wants it. doesn't matter if you're young, old. Those shoes will always bring people in and they'll bring old people back.
1: Yeah, that's a great point. Yep, fair. <laughs>
3: Well, let
1: us know what you think. Leave us a comment, shoot us an email, DM, snail mail, however you want to share your opinion about the best 30 sneakers of 2009. We want to hear it from you. So um, we look forward to hearing what you think about it. And we thank you for listening and rocking with us once again. Uh, my name is Nick Ingvall. You can follow me at Nick Ingval on all platforms. More importantly, follow at sneaker history on all platforms and, uh, guys let them know how they can find you.
2: Yeah. Mike Gillory, You can find me in sneaker history as well. Also find me Instagram, Twitter at madwatcher789. And thanks guys for entertaining my silly questions. I like to ask on, on Twitter and stuff I like the, I like the back and forth. Robbie, where can I find you, man? Uh, um, you can
3: find me at R A H B E E 702. Yeah. Thanks, everybody. This is a long episode, but if you're still listening, you rock. Thank you. Yeah. Actually, uh, if you're still
1: listening, we still have a promo code with ProspectSanDiego, PRSPCTSD.com. Uh, Use the code history and you get 25% off. You can also still use the Shrine Co code for 15% off. Link will be in the description for that one. I think it's history15. But, uh, yeah, we appreciate you listening and uh, especially those of you that stuck with us for nearly 90 minutes. So we'll catch you next time. Peace.
3: (laughs) See you. Bye.